What's going on? Big Reggie in the house. My horror brother from another mother. That's right. Horror. That's how we do. We're keeping it horror. We're keeping it popping. Talking horror films today. Had some fun uh, an hour ago with Mr. Tony of the Dead, and we reacted to the new Scream trailer, which was a lot of fun. And now we're keeping it horror movie related because we love the genre. That's right. That's why Ra Radical Reggie's here to represent, son, the genre again. And if you missed right. our episode yesterday, uh, we talked about Prince of Darkness. So if you missed that, make sure you guys check that video out. And, of course, subscribe to Radical Reggie because he's the man. But, uh, yeah, we have to. We had to get together to talk about these movies, <laughs> these two <laughs> movies. Oh, hold, hold on. First of all, uh, let's see what's up here in the chat. We got Flick Snacks and Nick Knacks. He says, let's go. Jake Hall, hello, everyone. What's going on? Heather, what's going on? Adam Evans and Patty. Oh, yeah. Got the badasses watching. That's how we do it. All right, let's go ahead and get into it and get the horror movie talk, movie genre talk discussion on two of these movies. Now, now, when I hit you up, Reggie, about these movies, did you see? Have you seen these like long time ago and you forgot, or this was like fresh? I saw the uh, the, the second one a long time ago. Okay, and, um, the first one I actually only I never really seen that one, so that okay, one was okay, pretty okay. new to me. Um. It was okay. awesome going back. Because I remember watching these with my sisters like five billion years ago when I was <laughs> young. And I remember enjoying it. I remember they were laughing and having a great time, my older, my older sisters. But then that was so long ago. Mm -hmm. It's been so long. So when I rewatched both of them recently, it was almost like watching them for the first time. It felt like the first time, you know, because it's been so yeah. long. And then I had to hit you up. I was like, Reg, you got you to watch these movies, man. So you rewatched them. Uh, and you hit me up back. You're like, oh my God. So yeah. Uh, what's going on, Brown Town? What's cracking? So yeah. So the stepfather movies, let's go ahead and have some fun and talk about it. Uh, the first stepfather came out back in 1987, baby. Oh yeah. Directed by Joseph Rubin, starring the amazing, <laughs> the reason why to watch, the reason to watch these, these, this, these two films, uh, the amazing Terry O'Quinn as Jerry Blake. You have Shelly Hacken here, Jill uh, Sholin, I think I said that name wrong. She plays Stephanie, the daughter, and Shelly plays Susan. Uh, but yeah, plot synopsis. So after murdering his entire family, as you do, a man marries a widow with a teenage daughter in another town and prepares to do it all over again. Oh, man. So when I sat down and watched this with Lady Fabblood, dude, this was her first time like watching it. So, oh, my God. So... Right off the bat, you know you got a good movie. We're right in the beginning. <laughs> like, they have to pull no punches. And we're introduced to Blake, like, right in the beginning. <laughs> this is how the movie starts, you guys. This I didn't even know beginning. that was him. Oh, you didn't know this was him? Because of the, because the beard else. and everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is how it starts, right? Right? And he's, you know, obviously something has gone down, right? And he's looking in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? Like... And you can see him turning, giving himself a haircut, you know, changing the color of his eyes, shaving his beard, totally transforming himself. And then he walks down the steps, and this is what oh you're greeted God. with. This is the beginning of the movie, guys. You're greeted with this. <laughs> this. Carnage. No, no, what? what just the, 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 the poor family, they didn't make it. All right, obviously it didn't work out, right? 
you know, the, 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 one of the kids must've kept fucking with the, you know, the, the air condition, you know, air conditioner thermometer. <laughs> it kept turning in or something. I don't know. The steak wasn't cooked well. I don't know what happened here. Okay. But what makes this great is the fact, look what he's doing right now. <laughs> I know. He's, he's a neat freak. He's picking up, he's walking out. Before he walks out, he picks up the seat cushion and puts it back on the chair. Right? This is this is the beginning of the movie, guys. This is fucking hilarious. And then he walks out. And 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 because of the carnage that's in the back here, right? I have no interest whatsoever to watch the stepfather remake that came out in two thousand nine, just for the fact that it's PG thirteen. I was like, come on, it's PG thirteen. It's like, what's the point? You know, it's not like these movies are hugely gory or anything. Right. Uh, they're kind of they're, they're actually kind of tame compared to what me and Reggie are used to. But there's still some good there's still some good slasher stuff in here. But still, it's like you can't come on PG thirteen get the fuck out of here, man. So I'm like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. It, it would have to be up to the movie dojo army to be like samurai guy. It's actually really good to check it out. And I'd be like, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's the beginning, guys. Uh, that's the beginning of the movie. So. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. So, what is it, like a, a year later, of course, he changes everything, his whole look and, and way of not, life, and he's actually becomes a real estate agent here, mm-hmm. a very successful one. Yeah. So, what makes these movies work? We're, we're, we're talking about the first one first. What makes the first movie, well, they both work for us, but what makes this character of Blake in this movie work, Reggie? I think his ability to, like, uh, adapt to the situations to like this new stuff. Like he's able to adapt like easily, you know, as long yeah. as things are going smoothly, he's happy and he's doing his thing pretty much, you know, uh, yeah. he's the master of disguise. As he was. Saying. Yes. So until, until he fucks up once in a while, I mean, like everything's going so good, especially with both movies, mm-hmm. everything's going so good. And he has to like screw himself over somehow with a exactly. little mistake. Uh, but yeah, no, those are, that's a great point you made there. But like, yeah, for me, it's, it's Terry Oak. It's Terry, man. Playing oh, yeah. these. Mm-hmm. He his, may, his character. Yeah. If anyone else bland or generic tried to play Blake, mm-hmm. this, this movie wouldn't have worked. Both of these movies wouldn't have worked. I think Terry is the reason to watch because he's just so likable. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just the sweetest. Most trustworthy, romantic, like I mean, this guy had like, like we go we go into the barbecue, Reggie. Mm-hmm. Blake invited us over. We go into the barbecue. Okay, he wants to sell us a house, Reggie. We gonna buy it. Yep. Right. I mean, it's just it's just that character. You know, he's just so good until he doesn't want to be good anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and you know, and you just and you have these moments in this movie where he's just really just like he turns it on. You could see as much as he tries to hide it, and he does such a great job. And, and you know. that's that's pretty much his his downfall too, because he he likes want everything to be so perfect, but when something's not perfect, he flips out. Yeah, like, overly so. And yeah, then that makes the people around him looking at him like, "Hey, where did that come from? What's wrong with him?" You know, that's like out of yeah. character. And yeah. And even even with this lovely photo here, you could tell the daughter on the left is not having it, <laughs> like because you know they're, they're her father passed away, mm-hmm. you know, and of course you know Terry's like, ooh, here's my opportunity to sneak in here, and he gets in good with the the wife, and becomes the stepfather, the stepdaddy, 
And then, you know, she's just, you know, it's too soon. She's still grieving her dad. She doesn't really trust Terry, which brings up some very awkward moments. <laughs> throughout the <laughs> like, <laughs> like some very awkward moments throughout the movie. You know, it's just like, he's just like, you know, because she wants to get away. At some point, she's even like, you know, maybe I should just go to boarding school. Because she just Why? wants to get out of the house and get away from him. And he switches. Like, he's just like, what, what did he say? He's like, why do you want to leave? You know, and yeah, he's, he's all like. He's shocked he's, by it. Yeah, he's all like, he's all like, uh, 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 when the child is gone, it's not a family anymore. You know, <laughs> that was his response. <laughs> Which was a weird response. <laughs> oh, man. But once everything's going good, right? He's got the barbecue with the, with the, with the people in the neighborhood. They all love him. Everything's going great. And then when things are starting to bother him, oh, basically okay. word word gets out that uh, because of the, the previous murder a year ago, word right. gets out that his family passed away and and the daughter starts to get suspicious because they never found the guy. Right. And uh, we have this scene where she she wants to get a photo of the gentleman sent to the house so she could, she has her suspicions. Of course, of course, you know, Blake's like, what the fuck? This this bitch, <laughs> you know, and then he slips in a, a different photo and then gives it to her. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, you know, he's trying to cover his tracks here. Mm -hmm. But but the scene that got me though was when he starts to get frustrated because of the daughter because she's just not having it. And we have this scene. I couldn't find a gif for it, but we have this scene where he goes down to the mm -hmm. tool shed, or he goes in the you know in the, in the basement, and he just destroys. The whole area. He's sawing shit, hammering shit. You know, he's just like, ah, ah, I gotta do this. Ah, ah, saw my daughter. Ah. You know, he's just going insane. And she, and she sits there and watches that whole thing. If I if I was her, I would have been out of there. She, <laughs> she, she stayed and watched them the whole time. And it was like such an awkward scene. It's like, ugh. You know? <laughs> no coming back from that. Or at least hide to make sure he's not. he can't see you. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And he's just like, and Terry's so good at this part. He's just like, ah! hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, what the fuck just happened? All right. You know, I just got to blow off some steam and, uh, you know, I got to do my, you know how it is, uh, the pressure, you know, it's just so, it's just so great, but you know, it's not working out. The, the daughter's just not, not having it. She she really suspects him, and, and and she's trying to get out of there, and she she does not like it. It's not working out. So the um, this uh, the, the the therapy the, her therapist mm -hmm. uh, tr he I don't know man was there something a little extra going on there between the therapist and her I mean you have that no. once you have that no. one scene where she's like I heard that you're doing you're taking my sessions but for half price why is that. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, is he is this, is this guy a perv or I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think the, the therapist did that because he was suspicious about the stepfather. The infant. Okay. Maybe, maybe that was it. I could be totally wrong. But um because there I think there's a that, that was the reason possibly because he wanted more information about him. I Probably. Think, yeah. I think that's why they were talking about him during the sessions and stuff. At least I think I think Or he thought she was hot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of creepy, but uh, we'll go. Like a, we'll go with your point. We'll go with yours. 
But that was a little weird. I was like, yeah. But the therapist got out of line when he tried to pose as someone trying to buy a house. Yes. Very this much is so. where he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he fucked up big time here. And uh, he starts to poke at Terry, uh, you know, Blake. He starts to po- poke at Blake. And he even tells him, you really are a cheerleader for the old traditional values, aren't you, Jerry? Right? Wow. He really try- he's poking the bear. He's poking the bear to the point where, you know, Jerry's like, he's like. Uh, he notices right away. Yeah. He's like, so are you here to buy a house or are you here to find out about more about me? You know what I mean? And, and he, you know, he overstays his bounds and then he catches him in a lie because he says that, oh, yeah, my wife. And he's like, wait a minute, you're not married. He's like, hold on a sec. Go stand over there for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he beat the shit out of him. He went to town at this guy. He went to town. <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Duggan, son. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was not a good day. Not a good day. You pissed off Blake, man. What the fuck are you doing, man? The guy's not stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that didn't work out. And then we have this side plot uh, with the, the, the previous family that he took out. Uh, the, the brother of the sister uh, that he was married to is on his investigation. Like, he's trying to figure out what's going on, how come no one's found this guy yet. So he's searching the neighborhood, uh, doing his investigation uh, process, which hilariously goes nowhere later, which, we'll, <laughs> which we'll, we'll get to. Uh, but, yeah, before we get to the towards the end and we get to the climax here, what were some of the things you liked about the movie and you, and you didn't like? And they were like, okay, they could have did that better. Um, I didn't like the the false sense of hope that they wanted the brother to be a, like he was going to be a hero that saves everybody, obviously. Um, <laughs> that was one of the worst parts ever. Um, but other than that, what I, like I, what I liked the most about the movie was the whole, like, um, the acting on Terry's part was fantastic. That's That's the winner, in my opinion. Um, I didn't like the daughter being so suspicious over like everything. I thought that was too much a little bit. Like a lot of teenagers wouldn't be suspicious about how how she was pretty much. But I mean, she didn't like him as soon as he showed up. Like yeah, when he was like much. when he was just a regular dude. There was no there was no t- the tale of the murder from the newspaper hasn't even come out yet, and she was already like hating on this dude. Him. Yeah, like bad and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was tell about it. That's about it. Yeah. Just this dude jobbing out instantly. This guy shouldn't even been in the movie. In my opinion, but whatever. <laughs> they they could have took him out. Yeah. And you know, you know what's bad about his character is he goes to, he goes to the you know ter- uh, Jerry's yeah. wife's house, there. and instead of showing her the picture that he has mm-hmm. in his wallet, instead of showing her, hey, is are you married to this guy or or something? Mm-hmm. He goes, no, I, I'll just come back later when he shows up. Don't don't tell him anything. And then he goes to somebody else and shows them the photo. <laughs> it's like you should have shown them the photo of the of the of the wife. Could've yeah, right. So, but but the, but again, Terry uh, playing this character is the saving grace for every little dumb cheesy part that happens in the movie. You instantly forget about it every time he's on screen. Like you just forget all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just enjoying the ride uh, at this point. Uh, but yeah, let's go and get to the climax, man. So, 
so at this point, he's like, you know what? I blew it with the, with the daughter. There's no going back now. Mm-hmm. For a second there, it looks like they were kind of getting along, and then he completely b- blows it uh, mm-hmm. when he goes after her boyfriend. He doesn't, you know, doesn't kill him, but he kind of breaks up their little smooching session. Um, but once he realizes it's it's over, probably not going to work out because of the daughter. He changes his identity and job again. Well, not an identity, but he changes his job again. Mm-hmm. So he can move on. So you know what that means. Most likely the family's not going to make it. <laughs> it's not going to make it before he leaves. Right? And then uh, he comes home and his wife calls his previous jobs, you know, office. And they're like, this fool don't work here no more. He quit. So when he, Terry gets home, well, go ahead, go ahead. I'll let you say the rest. Well, go well, ahead. well he, he, he got home and um, he explained to her. So he kind of got away with it, but he was already <laughs> willing to get rid of him or whatever like that. But then yeah. he forgot what his name was, what he was yeah. going by there. And yeah. It's like, there's a classic tagline. Who am I here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Cherry. Oh yeah. He grabs that phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thank you, honey. Wow. And whaps her with oh. that phone. Oh and man. She, she's in such shock that she's looking at him like, Hey, are you okay? Why'd you do that? Like she should have been <laughs> out of there. But she's all like trying to like talk to him and everything. He's ready to kill her. <laughs> yeah, and we have a little. And there was a little setup of that earlier when he's trying to sell a house to someone, a couple, and he's like so sweet and nice that he's pushing their daughter on the swing set, mm-hmm. you know, while they're looking in the house, and he's like talking about his daughter, and she's like, "I thought your daughter was named such and such. Who's this?" And he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, you're right." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah," he keeps pushing her. He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever you say." You know, it's just great him like totally botching his 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 previous identity's name and all that stuff. Oh, that's no, that's why really probably funny. one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Like when he says, "Who am I here?" Yeah. Oh, and then he just flips the switch and like, <laughs> thank you, goes honey. To killer mode. <laughs> now, now, did this part? Of course, he like kicks the crap out of her. The daughter hasn't gone gotten home yet. Did this part freak you out? I um. Did no. you get freaked out? Did you go, oh, no, no, not the dog? That, I I thought they were going to do it, but then I thought not, the dog is like hasn't done anything to him, so um, I don't think he was going to do anything to the dog, but I thought he yeah. was going to use the dog as bait to draw her ah. in. That's what I thought was happening there, but. Yeah, as soon as the dog went to him, I was like, oh, dead dog, all right. <laughs> but no, the dog lived, the dog yep. lived. Uh, but yeah, the daughter comes home, he chases after the daughter, You've been a bad girl. Just Terry. Just so, oh, we forgot. We we forgot Job Squad. We forgot this guy. We forgot yeah, this we, jobber uh-huh. showing up. Finally finds the finally finds the house. Goes in there, and then as soon as he as soon as he confronts Jerry, mm-hmm. just stabbed, <laughs> impaled, <Yeah. laughs> no dead. no no resistance. Pretty much, you know. He's just like he's, Jerry's hiding behind the door, and he looks at him like, and gets stabbed. I'm like, dude. Yeah, it seemed like the only purpose he had was for his gun to fall out so the wife could get the gun. Mm. I think that was the only purpose, but they could have just had a gun in the house, and she could have just grabbed that later. Grabbed that or whatnot, yeah. Like, you really literally could have wrote this guy out of the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty funny, though. He just instantly jogged. I was like, oh, my God, did that just happen? (laughs) He just just got killed. I was shocked that the mother was missing shots, though. I was like, come on, lady, hit him. And then Blake Blake had a – he had, like, a whole bunch of cheesy one-liners, which he made them work because he's Terry. 
You know, he made them work. He was like, well, you should have phoned before you came over first or something like that after he stabbed the guy. <laughs> then he goes up, uh, you know, crashes through the bathroom door, the glass, trying to get the girl. She fights back. She puts up a pretty fun little fight. And then it gets crazy, man. And then uh, the wife grabs the gun, shoots. You know, he's going up the steps. She shoots uh, Blake a couple times. He's still going up there. Missed a couple. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You can't be missing. I know. And then he's still going up there, and uh, the daughter ends the deal, man. That's right. I'm surprised we didn't have a one-liner right here. I kind of feel – it's going to be weird to say this, man, but, man, I kind of feel bad for him because he just wants a happy family. (laughs) And he's such a nice guy when things are going his way, but he can't (laughs) handle it when things happen. <laughs> yeah, and he flips out. You know, he yeah. may be the he may be the stepdad of the year. Maybe if if things I go know, right, right, right. And, yeah. that, and that look and that look on his face right there, you just you feel so bad for him. Like everything he's done, no matter what he's done, you're like, man, this guy Did, could have been a good person. Didn't he say, uh, "I love you," and then he fell back? I think he said something like that. Yeah, but it would have surpri- been cool if the daughter like gave him a, a, a quick kick, you know, just to kind of make sure he went down the stairs. Yeah, That'd yeah, been yeah. Pretty funny. <laughs> but I'm surprised we didn't get a, a one liner like. Father's Day's canceled or some stupid line. <laughs> I'm surprised. We, I'm surprised that didn't happen. You know, be, be honest with you. <laughs> this year you're getting a fish tie. I mean, you know, you're getting socks. Some oh cheesy line like that, right? Uh, but yeah, he falls down the steps, falls back. You think he's dead? And then uh, the daughter and uh, the mother. Live happily ever after without, without Mr. Quinn, uh, Mr. Blake, excuse me, around. But yeah, that stepfather, man, very entertaining. And and, and to go off of what you just said, it, it is kind of funny that you feel that way because I feel the same way too because he he plays this character so nice and sweet mm-hmm. and just the greatest guy ever that in a small, demented way, you actually want it to work out. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna be happy, but <laughs> no, man, no, no. He just he just kind of flips out, man. Yeah, that hey, look Ter- on his face right Ter- there. Is Terry, like... Terry got some box adventure going on there, man. Look at that. Pretty much, he huh? Some, he got some box adventure in his forehead there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really great, man. I, I'm gonna have to own this on uh, on Blu-ray. I'm I'm gonna have to buy this. This is a purchase. Uh, really, really enjoyed it, man. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Now, yeah. Now, surprisingly, uh, I'll I'll let you talk about the the interesting uh, discovery, Reggie, before we get into Stepfather Two Electric Boogaloo. So, what did you do, what did you find out? Um, what did I find out? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> before the movie came out. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. So, yeah. the movie was actually going to be uh, strict to, like straight to, uh, uh, straight to video. Release, straight to video release. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the last minute, they decided to put it in theaters. And it, it, I think it did somewhat pretty well for the limited release it had. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's, it's arguably uh, which one is more popular, the second or the first, because of that. And uh, the second one, uh, I'm still well, debating which one I like better, but still. Um, we we could debate. We'll we'll debate by the end. We'll see okay. which one we like better. But but I did a little poll just for fun 
Uh, there's no losers in this because we enjoy both movies, but every, a lot of people pick the first one over the second one. It mm. is iconic. Like, I get it. It is iconic. Okay. But here, but here's here's the thing, though. I mean, we're going to give our opinion uh, it, regardless, but I wanted to show the poll results just for fun. But here's the thing. Um, when you, when you told me that, you know, my expectations were even low. Like I was like, Oh no. Right. And then, then, so when I went into this, I was like, Oh, this must suck. Like if this was supposed to go straight to video, Mm -hmm. that, 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 that means maybe they didn't have enough confidence for it or whatnot. Right. And obviously the, uh, well, the first one did well, so you thought you might be able to have faith in this one right and when you when you start watching the movie you could see that it has that straight to cable look to it like right. you could you could tell long, the production long drawn out scenes that are yeah. too long or whatnot yeah stuff like yeah. that you, yeah you could tell you know you could tell the the, the well, his, you know budget is cut it's a it smaller is. budget movie but his however action. however that did not the smaller budget and the TV look did not deter it from us being entertained as hell uh, with this one. So, Stepfather Two, Make Room for Daddy came out in 1989. This time, directed by Jeff Burr. That's right. And uh, again, reprising his role, you have Terry O'Quinn in here as Blake, uh, also starring the lovely Meg Foster. And uh, for all you Texas Chainsaw Two fans. Uh, we got Stretch up in here. We got Caroline Williams as Maddie, and we have the late Jonathan Brandis in here as well. So, yeah, I, I wasn't not expecting to like this one <laughs> this much. Uh, but the, here's the quick plot synopsis. So, after escaping the insane asylum in which he was incarcerated, Jerry Blake impersonates a marriage as a marriage counselor and manages to win over a patient who is Meg Foster and her young son. Yeah, so I was not expecting to really, really like this one a lot. So I'm going to, before we move on, let's rate the first one, okay? Because okay. this is an actual official review, Reggie. Okay. You're reviewing movies, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here on the channel, three is average, right? And you can go 3.5, 4, 4.5. You can do it like that, or, or mm-hmm. you know, you can do numbers, points. Okay. But out of five, three is average on the channel for the first stepfather, I'm going four. Four out of five stars. Um, I'm going to give it a four as well. Okay. Um, the reason I wouldn't give it a five or anything like that, because there should have been more killing in the movie. Right. I know there, there was kills in the beginning, but we didn't see them happen. So, like, you know, I think we only seen, like, two kills in that movie. And yeah. that was about it. So, yeah. But they were five. Yeah, of course, you know, more body count, more points for us, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so that was so four from both of us for the first Stepfather movie. Now let's talk about the second one. So this guy right here, this guy, (laughs) this is this the dumbest uh, psychiatrist counselor ever in movie history? Yeah. I think in movie history, in film history, this character has to be the dumbest psychiatrist counselor ever. You know, like, it's like you have, Blake is insane. You know he's insane. Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's okay. Unhand, you know, unhandcuff him. It's fine. 
leave the room. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> Take his handcuffs off and then telling the security to leave. I'm like, no, it's all right. Nothing, nothing's going to go wrong here. And of course, obviously, it goes wrong uh, for him and the security guard. And uh, old Blake, he got the, he got them smarts, man. So you know, it went dead secu- wrong for him. That's right. Took security guard's clothes, snuck out of the prison, mm-hmm. and uh, that's our movie. So again, a year later goes by, and like as similar to the first one, he changes his identity again. Oh, before we continue, I have to ask you sure. this. Sure, sure. Don't you think uh, the thing that should have happened, like he he was in jail for what he did? I mean, do you think he would really be in an insane asylum after what he did? They would actually like find him in court, like, hey, he's just insane. Just put him in an insane asylum. Uh, it's tricky. I guess it is it, because it, de- he- it de- yeah, it depends on how uh, the 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 court went. You know, like right. if he's pleading insanity and they say, okay, he could do that, right? You okay. know. I mean, you know, they, you'd think they would just put him in the chair and call it a day or, or have him serve life, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever hear that classic Richard Pryor joke that I'm going to botch right now? <laughs> there was a joke where he was talking about how uh, he was filming a movie with, uh, oh, what's his name? Willy Wonka. What's his name? Oh. Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder. Thank you. And they were, they filmed at a real prison. Right oh, with real inmates, right? Yeah. And so he's like, he's like Wilder uh, is so friendly and everything that he's just hanging out with them and all that. Hey, what's going on, brother? All that, right? And he's like, Gene, get over here! Like, what are you doing? You're like, what are you doing, right? <laughs> and he's like, Donnie, don't don't be an idiot, okay? Just be careful, right? And then Pry- Richard Pryor looked down. He was like looking around, and he's like, he started to feel bad. You know, he's like, you know what? I'm starting to feel sad. You know, he's like. Look at all my brothers in here, man. Like this ain't right, man. This this is this is depressing. He started getting emotional, mm-hmm. so he said, "Fuck it, I'm actually gonna go up and talk to one of them." So he goes up to one of them in the in the in the, one of their cells. He's like, "Hey, what's going on, brother, man? How how you doing, man?" And the guy goes, "Hey, man, I'm living living every day, man, trying to make it and and get to just get to the next day, man." And Pryor goes, "If you don't mind me asking, uh, why you here, man? What happened? You know, you could talk to me." And the guy inside the jail cell goes, well, I killed my whole family. And Richard Pryor goes, why? And he goes, they was home. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, Richard Pryor said, I thank God for prisons. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for prisons. Yes. They were home. Oh my god! Classic old school Richard Pryor joke, man. Yeah, yeah. He's going around. Thank God for prisons. <laughs> he said he never moved so fast. He was wow. hanging out with Gene Wilder for the rest of the shoot. Yeah, I thought I'd share that. That was really funny. Oh my god. Anyway, but yeah, here we go. So it's been a year later. Boom. Changed his identity. He's doing the damn thing, looking smooth. Is, is that his real hair? You think like? Uh, it over a little bit, or? maybe it don't. You know, huh. you know this is Locke from Lost, right? Mm-hmm. Which blew my mind. <laughs> I, I know him from I another for... movie, uh, Blind Which Fury. One? Which one? Uh, Blind Fury with Rutger oh, Hauer. That's right. He was in that. That's another mm-hmm. great movie. That's a great yeah, movie. Mm-hmm. 
And we just reviewed Silver Bullet not too long ago. He played the sheriff uh, in Silver Bullet. But yeah, I mean, he he seemed like he shaved his head pretty soon, pretty early here. I mean, I don't know. It looks like he's kind of all... <laughs> <laughs> that bon- that bonks adventure is creeping out, man. I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, you know he had to do a little something, make you know get 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 going there with the ladies. Speaking of the ladies, oh my god, you you have to talk about this scene. This scene in the movie is one of the funniest scenes ever. Go ahead and talk about it. So uh, back in the eighties, ninety, early nineties, they used to do these video services of how you would date people. So you would look at a videotape and pretty much decide if you. One, if that person was someone you go on a date with, and as Terry's character is looking at these women, one of them are, is so horrible. I mean, just his, you got his expression watching this video, these videos. It's like so funny. I mean, <laughs> one of them he looks at, he just turns. The other one, he's just utterly disgusted. And one of them, one of the girls doesn't even talk. She just like looks around and you know <laughs> whatever like, like that. And he's like look, he's about to turn away, then he stops. He looks. It just turns again. It's so funny. That's one of the coolest parts in the movie. It's so funny, dude. It really is. It's like the first lady's like, well, what I want in a guy is, you know, I'm all considered about his, you know, this depends on what he's got in his trust fund and what kind of car he drives. And and he's just like, this is his look. Like, he's just like, what the fuck (laughs) is wrong with these women? Yeah. It's so funny. And like you said, the last one, he's like completely clueless, like where she's at or what she's doing. She doesn't even talk. He's just like looking around and, and he's like confused and like, what? like what's going on? He's like looking at the remote, like, should I turn it? Like, what is happening? <laughs> when when you're creeping out the stepfather, that's fucking hilarious, man. Like, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But he has uh he has his sights on a new family. That's right. He comes mm-hmm. across uh Meg Foster here and uh and uh their son. That's right. Look at that skateboard. Look at that. Wow. That's 80s. 80s colors right there, man. But yeah, they're, 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 you know, they're the new, the new target. And, you know, he, he does very well in this one. He, it doesn't take him long to get with Meg or Charm and Meg, uh-huh. Meg's character. And, uh, and, uh, even bonding, uh, with Jonathan, you know, yeah. Jonathan Brandis's character here. They actually start bonding. And uh, he even teaches him the whistle <laughs> that came back from the first which, movie. Which kind of like ends up being his downfall, but we'll get into that. Again. It's yeah. like he everything's going right, and he, Terry has to ruin it for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, let me, let, me get the, let me get the characters' names right. So Meg's Carol and Jonathan's Todd. So you have Carol and Todd, and Maddie is mm-hmm. the friend. All right. But yeah, the, it, what I liked about this one is it's not just the same old... It's very similar, but it's not exactly the same as the first one. I like the fact that this time around, the kid likes him. Yeah. I like that. It's not just the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a douchebag of a father who left them, that didn't, you know, that kind of helped too. You know, like he's like, oh, right. fuck this guy. I like this new dude hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Right. But <laughs> what did you think of the scene where the, the, the marriage counselor scene where, uh, Blake sitting down with all the other women and the oh. <laughs> it was it was so funny because he's so wholesome he didn't understand what was going down and everything and all the other women knew but he didn't he's like what, what do you mean? <laughs> that part was oh my crazy. god oh I my thought god it was hilarious <laughs> like the oldest woman that was there was talking mm-hmm. about how when she did when she do the thing 
the husband doesn't like it unless she hums show tunes. Yeah. And then once she describes what the show, what the doing the thing is, and then you see Blake's face is like, <laughs> he's like, that's a how to react. No words. It's fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. And speaking of hilarious, I'm going to let you talk about this. So douchebag husband comes back acting like he's king shit. Yeah. And of course, Blake's like, oh, no, 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 partner. This is not going to happen. This ain't going to happen. So, so he invite. He, go ahead. So the, the, um, her, her, her ex-husband came back um, and pretty much was trying to, like, get back with her or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, him being an alpha, he's trying, he sees, like, um, uh, Terry's character and is trying to, like, like, look at him like, all right, there's no need for you to be around here or whatnot. Yeah. And everything. So there's always there's, there's that tension there already or whatnot. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that since he's playing a psychiatrist, um, Meg Foster's character, which is uh, Carol, wants her husband to go see him, uh, uh, Terry's character to have a session with him. Yeah. And um, the session part <laughs> ends up being something like crazy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> his face right <laughs> <on his head. laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, it doesn't go well for for Butch here. It doesn't it, go well. And I not. think we got some classic one-liners too. I think there were some one-liners uh, thrown in there. Mm-hmm. But I'll get to this uh, uh I'll let you talk about the very next scene, man. So pretty much what happens is um well, I, I want to talk about one more scene before I go into the next one. Um, he gets a call from uh, Carol uh, while uh, what's his name here? While Phil's body is there, and, um, <clears> hey, <throat> you haven't called me as soon as you're done. He said, yeah. "Yeah, no problem." And then he looks at his dead body. He says, "Hey, Carol wants you to call her." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this guy's dead. He's talking to him like he's, he's still alive and everything like that. So pretty much what he does. He takes Phil's car, uh, goes back to the hotel he's staying at because he's just in a hotel stand. He, oh. he, he cleans up the hotel like he left. Phil's body is in the trunk. He takes his his, his, his car to a junkyard and starts crashing it around, getting it all junked up. And then he's talking to the Phil in the back. Like, hey, hang on, Phil. He, Whoa, Buffy ride. And then the car ends up breaking down because he's crashing it and everything. And he says, hey, you shit would have went with an American car. And it's like all these one liner jokes. So funny, dude. And the music is playing at the time. It's like, dude, it's great. That's my favorite oh scene. My, in the movie. Oh my god, dude. This, yeah, you, 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 you're definitely right, man. I was rolling, bro. Like, Look at his face. He's so happy. <laughs> this guy is in the truck. He's in the truck. He's just crashing his car. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm, I'm crying right now, dude. Um, my tears are coming out. And the th- crazy thing oh, is, oh shit. Phil had one of the most, uh, like, probably horrible fates in the movie because not only was he killed, but his body was pretty much in the junkyard and it got crushed while yeah. he was in the trunk. So, yeah. And then during that scene where his body's getting crushed, um, he's telling Carol that, hey, he left town. She said, Do you think he'll ever come back? He's like, I don't think he'll ever come back again. And it's <laughs> his body being crushed in the freaking compactor. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this guy. <laughs> it's a brilliant scene. I, I love it. Oh my God! Ooh, man! Ooh, he had tears. You got tears coming out, Reggie. You got yeah. me dying over here. So everything again going well, but you know we we love stretch, 
but the character of Maddie does the dumbest what probably it's been the, one of the dumbest things I've seen in a horror yeah. slasher movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, with a lot of horror movies, you're going to get dumb characters, right? Oh, instead of instead of going out the front door, they run up sta- the stairs, right? Right. You, you're going to get some you're going to get some dumb characters that make dumb decisions, but this has to be this was a big one. This was pretty dumb. This has to be one of the dumbest things ever. So, you know, she's 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 post office. She's, you know, involved with delivering the mail. So she decides cuz she doesn't trust uh Blake cuz she when she went over his house, she found uh the so- so-called notes that he was taking during her session session and she looked in there and there's nothing in there. There's <laughs> nothing written down and he catches her, right? So ever since then, she's been very like, mm, I don't know about this dude. So she just, you know, she broke the law going through somebody else's mail. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's dumb. What's dumb is, I mean, I don't advise that. But what's dumb is she, instead of going straight, you can, in, in the mail is the previous owner, who's mm-hmm. basically the identity Blake has taken, who is, was it, tall black dude, played basketball in the 60s or some shit. <laughs> but nothing uh, like him. And- yeah. That that was her her downfall pretty much. She made herself a target. You know, didn't even realize she was so cocky. Yeah, uh, that she made herself a target, kind of like the guy in the first movie. Like how that's, he didn't, I he think didn't you nailed it. She was cocky. Yeah, very. I think she. I think you nailed it because I'm she like, felt, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, instead, no danger. Yeah. Soon as she was, soon as she saw that, she should have went straight to, uh, Meg Foster's house. You know, and. Told her. Told her, and then that would have been it. That would have been it. But she, no, she meets with him. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, and and she go and he goes. Well, let me. He goes. You you caught me, okay? I'll I'll, I'll let I'll let. I keep calling her Meg Foster. I'll let Carol know. <laughs> I'll let Carol know myself. Please, could you allow me to do that myself? You know, and Sharper. yeah, he goes. He goes. You know, give me until five o'clock, and then you can come over and we'll, we'll all hash it out. But let me tell her first. And I was just like, this, you are so dumb. You know? And you know what he ended up doing? He ended up going there and making <laughs> love to her, which was actually a pretty good scene too. Meg Foster was, was pretty hot in that scene. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, evil Lynn, son. That's right. Evil so Lynn. They live. He, after he pretty much did that, you know, he took care of business there. He says, now it's time to take care of, Carol. I mean, but Carol, why was that a Maddie. why was that a why was that a big deal though? Him doing the deed. Why was that a big deal? To, to keep her under control to make sure that she wouldn't believe anything like that. Yeah, because she nice. tried to she tried to jump his bones earlier. Carol did remember, and he was like, "Oh no!" He was That's so pure. Right. He was so pure. That's right. He's like, "I only want to do it on my on the our annual wedding night." And he walked out, and she was looking at him like, "Are you? you what yeah, the hell is like, wrong with you, in. right?" Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then on, when he man. came back to her, and he's like, "All right, let's do it." That was like a big deal. So she like mm-hmm. trusted him even more. Exactly. But yeah, uh, let's just say after him doing the deed, he went to visit old Maddie, and uh, didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love how he's just he's vacuuming and sweeping up the place, you know. Yeah, it didn't didn't work out for uh, poor Maddie there. Yeah, it didn't work out. He even took a couple items, you know. Yeah, he did. The wine. Yeah, he took her wine, and that got him busted too. Mm-hmm. And speaking of getting himself busted, that that whistle, you know, that he taught his that he taught, you know, oh, god damn it, Todd, 
Mm-hmm. Um, after he killed Maddie, he left. He jumped over her fence and came across Wait, this guy's house. Yep. And he was blind, but he heard the whistle. Yeah, and he it told was, it, was, me, it was an old song. He's like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what the heck? Like, who whistles that?" Yeah. And uh, of course, now Blake's desperate. He's like, "Fuck, we got to get married quick." You know, I got I got to We got to do this now. And she's like, you know, my best friend just died. <laughs> do we, can we wait a little longer? He's like, he's like, that was yesterday. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she would want us to get married right away. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, she goes along with it. I was like, holy shit, man. That's pretty trusting. And everything's going sweet. Then the, everybody's in the chapel. Everybody's dressed up, looking, 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 looking lean and mean. And then what happens? Well, pretty much, um, she hears her son whistling that song uh, right when they're about to get married. She's like, "Hey, where'd you hear that song from?" And this is where things pretty much unravel. The son doesn't remember at first. He's like, "Oh, I think Jerry uh, taught it to me, or whatever like that." And then after 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 this, that happens, he walks in. And then she starts questioning about where do you get the wine bottle from, mm-hmm. um, and then everything starts to unravel. He's trying to like like kind of deflect from it pretty much. Yeah, but she failing. Oh, oh my god, Meg Foster in this part where she yells at him for the first time in the movie—that's like man, some good acting right there because she threw me off. I was like, dang man, like she—it's the kind of yell that make you straighten up or like, hey, well, I better be serious here, or whatever. Like, yeah, she yelled at him. And she started yeah. cursing at him. Uh, that was really good on her part. But then he flipped out again, and when yeah, he flips out. Right. People get hurt, so pretty much, um, he said, "You'll never have somebody like me, darling." And he pretty much like was about to strangle her until her son came in, and yeah. he flipped out on the son. He grabbed that bottle that he got from Maddie's house and like tried to whack the son with it and start chasing him. He <laughs> yeah. missed the, the kid. The way the scene looks when the kid ducks, it's like he ducked just in time <laughs> where he got whacked with that bottle, and um, he starts chasing the kid uh, Todd down the, the, the hall, locks him into yeah. a door, and then him. And Carol getting to the, like one of the most epic, violent fights dude, I've ever seen. It was a fight. Yeah, they were fighting, dude. I was like, dude, they really up the ante compared to the first movie. This yes. they really up the ante with with the brutality and and violence uh, compared to the first one. Yeah, like this was no joke, bro. Like this was like you going down, and you know everyone in the chapel don't you don't hear any of this because this is happening what in the reception area. Mm-hmm. Where the food and stuff is at. Like, nobody's in there. Yeah. Right. So this was, dude, all I got to say is props to the stunt woman. <laughs> props to the stunt woman, unless it was a stunt man in a wig. I don't know. But props to the stunt woman. <laughs> because, dude, there was parts where he, like, threw her through doors. Yeah. Like, it was like, bah! like, it was mm-hmm. crazy. She stabbed the shit out of him. And, you and, know? He, and he's, talk, he's still talking about working things out while he's doing this. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, it was, dude, like, like, he, was it, he was so far gone, man. It was oh like, yeah. Dude. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, Todd, you get the name right. You know, Todd came out of that closet. He just got done watching old boy. He grabbed one of them hammers. <laughs> he came out there. That's right. And pulled the Corey Feldman from Friday the 13th series. That's right. And just basically got the last final blow. And, uh, it, it was funny because um fucked him uh, up. Jerry was like, "Hey, slugger, you wouldn't hit me." <laughs> it was so funny, though. How he tried to like charge the kid not to hit him again, but um, <laughs> he hit him again, and yeah. that was pretty much it for him. 
And, yeah. But then after that happens, you get this sad scene where they, they leave and he, he he's next to the wedding cake and everything like that. And he's just so bummed out and sad, like he failed again. And you kind of feel bad for him again that it didn't work out. And I I feel weird saying that, but you want it, you kind of want things to work out for him because he seemed like <laughs> such a nice guy. But I got, we were fooled again. You know, we yeah. were fooled again. Yeah. And um, before that happens, though, Meg Foster and her son go into the chapel and everybody sees them and they're all shocked and like, that's that's a crazy scene as well. They're like, oh my god! They, she walks down the aisle with him. Like, it's like that's such, it's a weird scene because they not call the ambulance or the police, but I guess just the, pro- probably hey, let's get towards other people are maybe to help you know pretty for much safety yeah. purposes. What made me laugh though as soon as they walked in there, they were playing da 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 da, and then when everyone started seeing them, they started screaming, <laughs> yeah. and then the person playing the organ was like da da da. Yeah, it's like what like, the heck, dude? <laughs> it's yeah. It, it is such a great experience seeing both of these movies, but I I hate to say this, man, but um, there is a Stepfather three. But <laughs> I know. Unfortunately, unfortunately, out of respect, we're not going to go into that one because no, it's not no. really worthy of being a part of the first two movies. I'll just no. say that. So. And I read the plot synopsis, and I was already done. I was like, no, no. Yeah. It would it would have to be really good word of mouth. Like if the movie Dojo Army hits me up, or people that are like like the movies we like, like no, seriously, it doesn't have Terry in it, but it's hilarious or it's gory. It has to be one of those. But if right. it's run of the if it's run of the mill, we're gonna pass on that one. You know, right. or we're not even gonna bother with the remake. You can't you can't do this. You can't do this PG thirteen. Like stop. Like stop stop neutering the, our horror icons. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I think they could have got Terry to go back and do the third movie if they offered more money, probably. I and you know what? Did. You know what? We'd be there. Yeah. If there were five of these, we'd watch it if he was playing Stepfather. But, we would but, actually start cheering him on, maybe. Like, man, <laughs> we just to work out this time. <laughs> but there's another part I forgot to mention in the in the fight was uh, they're, like, kind of both choking each other, and they're spinning. Right. And at the same time, the cake got knocked over. So as a metaphor, the the, the, the the little plastic figures of man and wife embracing that was on the cake is right. falling down at the same time they're, like, choking each other out. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I was like, oh, look at that. We're getting a little, little, little bit of stylistic here with the fight. I, I wanted to ask you something. So the cover of the Stepfather Part 2 shows him with a knife in the birthday cake, and it shows Todd and Carol's character, but there's a, there's a girl on there as well. I, yeah, if you look look at the bottom there, see the the cover art of, of yeah. my screen. There yeah, is, there's man. a daughter there and a dog. Yeah, there's no daughter and dog in this. They didn't make the budget, you know. Figured they didn't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make the budget. They, they'll make the poster. I think they make the poster before they do the movie, pretty much. So we got we have uh, Adam here saying, "Don't even try with the remake." So there you go. There you go. There you go. Nice. Uh, another, um, I think there was, there was something. Oh, another nice, an, a nice little moment with, uh, with uh, Blake. When he's stabbed and he's dying, he reaches over and grabs the little plastic figure of them embracing, mm-hmm. the bride and groom embracing, and he looks up and he goes, until death, and then he falls over. Mm. Yeah, and then it goes to... <laughs> also, I wanted to kind of say that she stabbed him right where he got stabbed in the first movie. If you oh, that part. yeah, kind of like okay. stabbed in the same spot. So, whoa, so, yeah, man. the Just way she lot. stabbed him though, 
I, I forgot he said, hey, let's work this out. And she just, all of a sudden, you just see this, that knife going through. He's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple of hits to get him this time. It seemed like he, he, he jobbed a little easier. Yeah, he was, he, he it was, was fighting crazy. To make it work out. Yeah. But yeah, just just it, pure slasher, thriller, horror entertainment. And of course, Terry kills it as the role as Blake. Uh, we will never forget this scene. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And it's just, he's Come having on, so much fun. Let's go for I... a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got an American car. Should have got American. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I'm going to go against the grain here, man. And I'm going to review this. I'm going to, I, you know what? I love the first one, but I'm giving this, uh, we gave the first one a four. I'm giving this a 4.2. Um, I'm going to give this one a 4.5. All right, um, fuck I, it. I change it. I'm going 4.5. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I, I was gauging you. I didn't know how high you were going to go. I was like, well, he may not go that high. You know. 4.5, no, yeah. I just figured there should have been some more uh, people he took care of, maybe some more kill scenes or whatever like that. And I also yeah. felt the junkyard scene should have been longer. Like the crashing part, it should have been right. a little bit, a little bit longer than it was. It seemed like it was cut short. Maybe yeah. if there's a DVD out there and it's extended, that'd be a, that's a longer scene, hopefully. But um, right. That, that's about it, though. Uh, I would say I, I feel like this yeah. one's better than the first one because more kills, more kills are fun. It's just it's you know, the first one has a bigger budget. It's probably a lot better, well made. But this one's yeah. just more entertaining. Right, you know. and his, his acting came out more in this one too. I thought, yeah, I, like I really you, did. I you kind of like spent it. a little bit more time with him, not so much mm-hmm. with the kid this time. I and think see, that movie benefited that. His many faces, like being a psychiatrist. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> was, oh my god, dude! Like he's just writing nothing. He's just holding. Nothing. He's just holding Wait the paper. tablet. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, but yeah, this the, both of these are very entertaining. You know, you know what made what would have made both of these movies. Uh, five star caliber. If it had this soundtrack, do the step that, do the step that, do the step that, do the step that. Oh yeah, I'm here all week, folks. I'm here all week, Samurai guy. That's right. And if, of course, everybody watching right now is like, "What the fuck was that? That's a real song mm-hmm. that exists." If you want to listen to a hilariously bad song called Step Daddy. <laughs> I think the soundtrack's called 85 Cents or something like that. Right? <laughs> Y'all what it's doing? His album? Is it? It's called 83 Cents or something like that. Like uh, uh, 53 Cents, something like that. I know he has an album out of him of rap and stuff. I thought it's that's hilarious. what it was called. I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought I thought that's what it cost to buy the album was 53 Cents. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's what you get. You come to Samurai Guys channel. You get jokes. Jokes for days, baby. Oh man. But yeah, yeah. Look that up. You want to see something hilariously bad. You know what? Somebody out there should do a highlight video of all both of these movies to this song. Do the step that. Do the step that. Do the step that. Do the step that. Okay, the album is called 63 Cents. Okay, 63 Cents. Oh, we went up. All right. It's it's on Apple Music. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I've ruined it for you now. I've ruined these movies now for you, Reggie, because now you're just going to hear that song. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hey, 
you know, samurai guys got to make you laugh. This was a blast, my friend, as always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing at comments right now. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's busting up in comments right now. Hey, I succeeded. I, su I succeeded. Oh, shit. Hey, thanks all you badasses for watching and hanging out with the old samurai guy. That's mm -hmm. right. And Radical Reg, big Reg in the house, son, That's representing right. horror movies, baby. That's right. We've been on a roll. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah, out. Man. yeah, man. Thanks again for hanging out with the old samurai guy. And uh, tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to switch it up tomorrow. It's gonna We're going back to the martial arts action genre. And Samurai Guy is going to be hanging out with Therese Chen, a martial artist, stunt woman, filmmaker from Silver Harvest. We're going to talk about the newest movie that came out earlier this year called Yakuza Princess. Join us for that tomorrow. We're going to review that live. Thursday's the big verses, baby. That's the big one. And uh, Reggie already knows, but you don't know if you're not a channel member, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Only the badass channel members know what's going down. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for watching, guys. Keep watching movies, especially horror films. Check out Sorry. the Step Daddy movies. Step Daddy. Do the Step Daddy. Check the them out. Two. The first two only. Yes. And uh, have fun with that. And uh, we'll see you badasses next time.